It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only, call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 931 381-4567 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And we welcome you to the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, September 27th, 2012. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father Greg Gwynn is to my right. Hello, Dad. Jacob, great to be with you tonight. I always look forward to our... Th- I better get a microphone over here. Where we yeah, go. that's... Uh, there you go. There we go. Okay. Great to be with you tonight. We're looking forward to uh, a good discussion. We always look forward to our Thursday night Internet Bible Study group. All right. And if you want to participate in the discussion tonight, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. And we're looking blurry there tonight, but maybe Jeff is working on that. Jeff is behind the controls, and he'll help us get uh, straightened out here tonight. And uh, we have a special guest uh, in the room with us. My father-in-law, Nick Law from Florida, is here and Nick, welcome to the program. And there you go now. Try that again. Oh, well, I don't know. We'll figure it out one of these we days. Still, we don't have that mic working? Oh, now, now we do. Now, Nick. Yeah, it's good there, to be with there, you all there, again. There, there, there we go. Oh, boy. There we got yeah. it. All right. Well, we've got an interesting subject tonight and uh, well, a disturbing topic to talk about. Uh, uh, a childhood uh, hero Jacob, has gone awry. A lot like. of us know about Bill Nye, the science guy. Yes. When you were a kid, you used to... I don't know. I think he was a little bit after. I think Jeff was talking about it. He, he, Bill Nye was in school when Jeff was. Uh, yeah, I think school kids were expected to sort of watch Bill Nye the Science yeah, Guy. Yeah. He always had sort of a clever and fun way of presenting scientific things to uh, school yeah. children, and and so we were disappointed recently when a video by Bill Nye the Science Guy was posted on YouTube, and it's it's one of those things that, as they say, has gone viral. Yes, it has. And. Uh, so uh, we thought it would be well to review what he had to say. And Jeff, if you can get to that, we're gonna we're gonna play the video that Bill and I put out on YouTube and give you an idea of what he had to say. And then we've got a transcript of his comments, and we're gonna actually kind of dissect those and take them phrase by phrase and see the error in what he said. But we're gonna start out with Bill and I, the science guy, and uh, a video on YouTube. Jeff, if you could start that. We'll let it roll. Denial of evolution is unique to the United States. I mean, we are the world's most advanced technological. So, I mean, you could say Japan, but generally the United States is where most of the innovation still happens. People still move to the United States. Uh, And that's largely because of the intellectual capital we have, the, the general understanding of science. When you have a portion of the population that doesn't believe in that, it holds everybody back, really. Evolution is the fundamental idea in all of life science, in all of biology. It's like, it's very much analogous to trying to do geology without believing in tectonic plates. You're just not going to get the right answer. Your whole world is just going to be a mystery instead of an exciting place. As my old professor Carl Sagan said, when you're in love, you want to tell the world. So once in a while, I get people that really, or that claim they don't believe in evolution. And my response generally is, so why not? 
really, why not? Your world just becomes fantastically complicated when you don't believe in evolution. I mean, you, here are these ancient dinosaur bones or fossils. Here is um, radioactivity. Here are distant stars that are just like the our star, but that are a different point in their life cycle. The idea of deep time of this of billions of years uh, explains so much of the world around us. If you try to ignore that, your your worldview just becomes crazy. It's just uh, untenable, self inconsistent. And I say to the grown-ups, if you want to deny evolution and live in your in your uh, world that's completely inconsistent with everything we observe in the universe, that's fine. But don't make your kids do it, because we need them. We need scientifically literate voters and taxpayers for the future. We need people that can, uh, we need engineers that can build stuff, solve problems. These are, it's just really hard thing. It's, it's really a hard thing. You know, in another couple centuries, that, that worldview, I'm sure, will be, it just won't exist. I mean, it's, it's, there's no evidence for it, so. Well, there you go. Um, All right. And talk about it. Well, we'll get into it. I just, uh. I, I think that statement is just outrageous. From a fellow who's supposed to be in scientific, there are so many, there's so many elements of what he said there in that video that are just completely unscientific. Now he's just making an exertion. You, you got to believe in evolution. Why don't you believe in evolution? I don't know why you believe in that. Yeah, and, and. If it doesn't do anything else, and to, uh, I know that those who are listening and who are familiar with this whole controversy are familiar with what I mean when I talk about the, the bias in the scientific community yeah. against anyone who opposes evolution. Right. Uh, you know, rec- uh, oh, a few years ago there was a pretty popular movie that was circulated, you know, mm-hmm. uh, about intelligent design right. and uh, uh, how that's not even allowed in uh, educational institutions in higher learning, they, they just will absolutely uh, boycott you and right. blackball you if you even suggest that there's anything wrong with the theory of evolution. There's an incredible bias. And I think Bill Nye's video that we just played really demonstrates that bias right. in the scientific community. All right. Well, you asked earlier today for d- d- uh, comments on that. I guess since we watched the video, we'll just take it. Step by step. Yeah, you've seen the video now, and you you understand what we're dealing with. If you had not viewed it before, uh, you, you know where it is now. And in fact, we put in our update today, Jacob. We put a link to that video so right. people could watch it. If you're not on our update list, we always remind you get on it. How do send, I do that? Send us an email. Questions at collegeview.com. Put add me to the list in your subject. Line. All right. Do you need a credit card for that? No credit cards. Right. Uh, we, we let you have the first year free, and then. We double We let cost. you have the second yeah, year free. Right. <laughs> yeah, all right. So no charge. All right. Uh, well, we got some interesting response. I think uh, that Bill Nye touched a nerve with those who would disagree with them, and uh, our listeners uh, obviously do. We got about part. three comments here, Jake, Jacob, yep. that are just sort of general in nature. I'm going to take yep. Bob's first. Bob's okay, from Bob. Indiana. He said, does this guy think that his car arrived via Big Bang and a lot of luck, or did it have a designer maker? Is everything else he sees more or less complex than the car rusting away, degrading in his driveway? No stasis here. Is the universe also winding down or sustained by God's involvement? When the scientists can explain and demonstrate the entire process and foundations of the universe, then I may be more inclined to listen right now, though they're just short on knowledge and long on theories that they keep revising. Just how do you get something from nothing? 
<coughs> and those are some basic questions yeah. that are involved in denying the theory of evolution. Right. We'll talk about those as we go along. Kevin in Hot Springs, Arkansas says, I lost a lot of respect for Bill <coughs> Nye when I read this a few weeks back. It made me realize that even rational thinking scientists have been confounded by the evolutionist claims and misuse their true skeptical scientific nature as it applies to this theory. A, tr- a true scientist's role is to, to b- debunk <coughs> theories by poking holes in the foundation, premise, details, missing facts, supporting evidence, etc., to try to come to a more reasonable theory. Even scientific laws are treated in this skeptical manner so that we might continue to expand human knowledge. C- creationists are becoming the true scientists because they do study both sides of the argument and come down in favor of the most plausible, based on current facts and evidence. I'll be glad when these so-called evolutionists begin to uh, call their theory a religion so that they can be more honest with themselves and others that they share their opinions with. Needless to say, I lost a lot of respect for Bill Nye when he got on the same platform of other noted men that I once respected for their scientific prowess uh, for reasoning and rationale. Thank you, Kevin, for your comments. Okay, I I agree with him. I I think the main thing I take from Kevin's comments there that I think are so true is that this is completely unscientific. Um, I mean, it goes. Of course, the whole theory of evolution is unscientific. I think. I think. I predict that at some point in the future they'll abandon the theory of evolution because it is so unscientific. They'll come up with something else, but it's not going to be believing in God, obviously. But I think that Kevin is right. That uh, creationists are a lot more careful to try and align what they believe with what science is actually. What, what is actually observable in science. Yes. And so uh, uh, thank you, Kevin, for those comments. 877-381-4567 is toll-free if you want to comment on the phone tonight or use a chat window to the right of reviewing window if you're watching us live on our feed tonight. Uh, Ramona in uh, Texas says the main thing that God created at all, he created evolution when he created the world, but he did it at his own pace, which is our seven days, but how long is a day with the Lord? He said, let there be light, which I believe was the Big Bang, and he went on from there until he rested. But the main crux of the matter is that he created everything, even Bill Nye. Well, we appreciate your comments tonight, Ramona, but we would disagree with him fundamentally. And I think that uh, Ramona is doing something that we have to be careful about, and that is trying to harmonize what the Scriptures teach with science because uh, the assumption is that science is correct and we need to make the Scriptures line up with science. That's the wrong approach, I believe. We need to go on the foundation that the Scriptures are correct, and we'll make the science harmonize with it, because science has been historically deadly inaccurate. It's been so inaccurate throughout time, and as you mentioned, in a few years we'll probably understand uh, just how wrong they were with evolution as well once they uncover more and more facts. Yeah, uh, and Ramona's a regular listener. We appreciate her a lot, but I, I think that she maybe is leaning in the direction of what we call theistic evolution, mm-hmm. Jacob, trying to sort of blend the two, saying, well, evolution happened, but God's the one who caused evolution to happen. God used evolution as his creative process. There's no evidence for that either. In fact, in fact, all the evidence against the general theory of evolution also, I think, would argue against theistic evolution. Now, right. theistic evolution would have some advantages in, in answering how did it all get started. Right. But you still have the problem of where's the evidence that evolution ever happened, and there is none. And it's an unnecessary compromise. Yeah, it's, it's, and so we're going to shy away from that. Yeah, right. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com are the ways you participate. Okay. In the chat room, Tim in Shelbyville 
Tennessee says never trust a man in a bow tie. Well, that's tongue in cheek, but that well, his be. picture there, he's wearing a regular. He's got tie. a regular tie on. So okay, we we'll trust. trust you, Tim. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Paul in Indiana says, uh, uh, "When did this cease to be the theory of evolution? I thought by definition a theory was something that cannot be proved. It does not even seem logical to me." He says, "Maybe that's oversimplification." I don't think so, Paul. I think you're right that. What has subtly happened over the last several years is we always used to refer to it as the theory of evolution. And did you notice in Bill Nye's video, he didn't talk about the theory. Oh, no. He just talked about evolution yeah. and, and, and he, stated it as though it's a proven, given fact. And he, he, did you notice he didn't pr- provide any evidence to support evolution? Right. He did try and point to the fact that the earth is old, which that's disputed as well. And we, we could show why that's an, an error. But he had absolutely zero uh, evidence or facts to support that. He just said you should believe in evolution. If you don't, you're some kind of goon. Uh, uh, so where's the science there? Yeah. Uh, Jason in the chat room says theistic evolution is like trying to mix oil and water, like saying theistic naturalism. I think that's right. I mean, uh, we don't need to compromise the two, and they really don't fit together. And and I think even evolutionists have said if evolution is if, – if, if God is true, if creation happened, evolution is wrong. And, and I, I, in other words, you've got to have it one way or the other. You can't blend them. All right. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. Let's take the first part of Bill Nye's statement because there's a few of these that we want to go through pretty rapidly so we can get to some of the more meatier ones later in the in the comments. But he started out by saying denial of evolution is unique to the United States. That's not true. I don't believe that's true. I think that you find creationists all over yes. the, the well, globe. And, yeah, well, go ahead. That's, uh, it. That's just a, a statement without support. He says, I mean that we're the world's most advanced technological. I mean, you could say Japan, but generally the United States is where most of the innovation still happens. People still move to the United States, and that's largely because of the intellectual capital we have, the general understanding of science. When you have a portion of the uh, population that doesn't believe uh, in that, it holds everybody back, really. Well, that's crazy. I mean, the people and and Jim in Kentucky mentions. He says people don't move here for science. People move here and other places for a better way of life. They don't care if we believe in evolution or not. No one is getting to the border of the U.S. and going. Hey, wait a minute. I need to check and make sure they are scientifically literate and believe in evolution, or I'm heading somewhere else. Yeah, I think Jim's spot on. I mean, that's that that's a an absurd statement. That that and how how is the belief in creation, not evolution, holding us back. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is America became what it is. By people who believed in by creation. By people who believed in creation, and 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 we grew and succeeded more so than we even are today when more people believed in creation and less believed in evolution. It's the age-old uh, approach. If you want to try and ridicule someone's belief, you say, well, they're the only ones that hold it. And so not only is uh, Bill saying that the creationists are in a minority in the world, he's saying nobody else in the world even believes in creation except for these weirdos in the United States. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, uh, Chris in Atlanta says, I don't understand how he equates the a lack of belief in macroevolution to holding everyone back. There have been many prevailing scientific views throughout history that were thought to be well-established that later were found in error. Some examples are the world being flat, the sun revolving around the earth, and more recently there was a prevailing thought that there were probably not were, were not any or maybe just a few planets orbiting other stars in the universe. Thanks to large telescopes launched into space that has been disproven, we have discovered many planets orbiting distant stars. He assumes that his belief in evolution is absolute and beyond anyone disproving it. 
In reality, there is much proof against evolution. I think you're right, Chris. We're going to talk about some of that as we go on. Let's take a quick break, and uh, and uh, then we'll get more into this as we go along. All right. Uh, we want to hear from you. Phone line is the best way for you to participate tonight. It is toll-free, and the line is open, 877-381-4567. Or send your thoughts via email or the chat room. We'll take a break and continue the discussion right after this. Enjoying the virtual Bible study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial. I'm Greg Gwynn, a host of the Virtual Bible Study. Thanks for joining us for tonight's program. The Virtual Bible Study is presented weekly by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Each week on the Virtual Bible Study, we simply engage in the study of God's Word in an effort to better understand it, better understand how God views us, and better understand what He wants from us in our lives. We're not studying any creeds. We're not studying any books written by men. We're just studying the Bible. And we're trying to study the Bible alone without any of our opinions or wisdom mixed in. We're only interested in what our Creator has revealed to us in his word. We realize that we're fallible and cannot direct our own steps. As a result, what we think or feel doesn't really matter. All that matters is what God has said. So that's what the virtual Bible study is all about. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Thanks again for joining us tonight, and we'll hope you'll make plans to join us every Thursday night for the virtual Bible study. Here's some quotes worth pondering. If you don't have time to do it right, when will you have time to do it over? You may delay, but time will not. For every reason that men may give to lie, there's a better reason to tell the truth. The hardest arithmetic to master is that which enables us to count our blessings. No matter how far you've gone down the wrong road, turn back. The question is not whether we will die, but how we will live. How far that little candle throws his beams, so shines a good deed in a weary world. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. He who seeks vengeance must dig two graves, one for his enemy and one for himself. The truth is incontrovertible. Malice may attack it, ignorance may deride it, but in the end, there it is. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in service to others. Kindness is the language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. Blessed are those who can give without remembering and receive without forgetting. Man, wish I'd said that. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Colossians 3.17. Now, back to the program. And we're back on the program tonight. That that has to be the world record longest quotes of it any. Was, it was. I, I kept waiting. No, well, that's, the long, that's the last one. Here we go. No, oh, that's the last one. Lots Boy, of good quotes there. They were good, though. Really yeah, good they were. quotes you should, there, yeah. you should have said those, but you didn't. Yeah, I wish yeah. I had said that. Yeah, I, wish I, had, I wish I had, too. Uh, we're talking about evolution on the program night. Bill Nye's uh, controversial... Uh, unscientific thoughts and comments about evolution tonight. We got Jeff and Jason and Paul, and uh, they're talking in the chat room. Join them. Uh, they're commenting about the Big Bang and how foolish the whole concept of the Big Bang is. We're going to keep moving ahead with um, some comments by Bill Nye, the science guy, as we continue to analyze this video that he put on the internet. The second part of his uh, comments were these. Evolution is the fundamental idea in all of life science, in all of biology. It's like it's very much analogous to trying to trying to do geology without believing in tectonic plates. You're just not going to get the right answer. Your whole world is just going to be a mystery instead of an exciting place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I read that or when I listened to it on the video, I realized that there's a he's, he's pulled kind of a trick on us. He says in geology... Uh, trying to, to have a worldview, especially of, of the 
living things in the world, the biology of the world, without believing in evolution is trying to like trying to do geology without tectonic plates. You you realize the difference that there yeah. the, the subtle there? We've got hard evidence of tectonic plates. Yes. We don't have any hard evidence of evolution. No. And so he's saying you're 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 trying to do biology without evolution is like trying to do geology without tectonic No. No, there's a big difference because with geology and tectonic plates, we have hard evidence. We know there are tectonic plates. We can we can map them out. We can observe them in the in in the in the physical world. Right. In regards to macroevolution, there's no evidence for it. So he's he's comparing apples and oranges there. But that's what these people typically do. In their scientific prejudice. Well, it's easy. To, it's, it makes it. It's, it makes an easy argument if you can put a false uh, association like that together. Uh, Jim in Kentucky has said about that statement. Uh, let me get my page turned to you. I'm guessing that when he feels that you can't be a real scientist, or at least study and understand science, unless you believe in evolution. Does he really believe that people who deny evolution walk around in a haze because all of life is a mystery to us? When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, he goes on to quote uh, from the word of God concerning the fact that we observe nature, too. and We observe it from the perspective of the almighty one who created it. So I think you're right, Jim. All right. Uh, you know, I've been doing a little searching here. Uh, it really just burns me. He says denial evolution is unique to the United States. Nobody else in the world besides people in the United States. And he's it. saying that no biologist, you couldn't do biology without believing in evolution. In Brazil... 59% believe in theistic evolution, 25% in Brazil are creationists. One out of every four in Brazil, but it's unique to the United States. Canada, uh, 22% believe that, United, that God created everything. But so, it's unique to America, he's, yeah. again, he says. Um, and then uh, the United Kingdom, uh, 22% even in the U.K. believe in creationism. And, and we could find, and I did a little research on that earlier today, but I didn't, I didn't print it off. There's just long list of scientists, biologists, who believe in creation, not evolution. And so they're doing biology without believing in evolution. The, the problem with evolution, of course, has never been proven, never been demonstrated. There's no evidence of it, never been observed. And yet he's saying you couldn't even be a biologist if you didn't believe in evolution. That's right. just foolishness. All right. In the chat room tonight, uh, Jason says, I don't believe in atheists. They are in... Instead, uh, people that suppress the truth in unrighteousness and exchange the truth that they know about God for a lie so they can live in open rebellion of their creator. They know God but do not honor him, Romans 1, 18 through 21. Good comments, Jason. Paul, 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 Paul talks about a junior high student who was persecuted because he wouldn't kowtow to the teaching of evolution. And I think that's probably becoming more prevalent in our public schools. Another reason, I mean, the, the, the kind of thing that Bill Nye did in this video is the, exact, is the exact reason why a lot of people of faith are pulling their children out of the public schools because they see this bias and they don't want their kids to be overwhelmed. The newsflash for Bill Nye is that even Charles Darwin knew that there were problems with his theory, and uh, we can talk about that as we go along. Yeah. Chris in Atlanta said microevolution is a well-proven fact, but macroevolution actually lacks any real scientific evidence. I, I, I think you're right, exactly right, Chris. I hope people understand the terminology there. Macroevolution is this general theory of evolution that says everything, has, everything that we see living on planet Earth today came from a single living source that at some time in the distant past, a bit of non-living matter spontaneously 
generated life. In other right. words, life came from non-living matter, and then from that single living source, everything we see, the millions of life forms that we see on the earth today all evolved from that single source. There's no evidence of that at all. That would require one thing turning into something different, species, new species being generated. It's never been evidence. None of that's ever been observed, and it can't be proved. Now, microevolution, on the other hand, is, is observed many times and, and in lots of different ways in the world. In other words, uh, by different techniques, playing with the genetics and, and then uh, maybe modifying the environment, we can change a rat into a rat that has bigger ears and a longer tail. In other words, we can modify that rat so that his great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson yeah. Looks different than he does by virtue of the fact he has bigger ears and a longer tail. He's still ugly. He's still ugly, <laughs> and he's still a rat. Yes, he is. Uh, and so, so what? Well, microevolution is evolution within a species. How things change over time. Right. But they don't generate into new species, different kinds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's macroevolution. Macroevolution, no evidence for it. Microevolution, yeah, we see it happening. He, Chris goes on to say, I do not know of any transitional fossil that would prove it. Talking about macroevolution. You would think that out of all the fossils we've discovered, there would be quite a few. There have been some claims of fossil evidence, but it's not held up under scrutiny. Many skeletons that are constructed from bone fragments are constructed from a very small portion of bone, and the appearance is just assumed or guessed as to yeah, what it no should be doubt. like. You've seen those pictures of what primitive men look like yeah. or what what extinct animals look like. And if you, and as Chris says, if you were to find out the amount of skeletal evidence they use to construct that picture, you'd be shocked. It's, it's, you know, they may take just a, a, a tooth or a piece of a jawbone or, or a part of a hip and then tell you what the whole creature looked like. It's just really crazy. We're going to talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit more about the fossil evidence. Uh, oh, a little yeah, later. that's really that's where that's where the, the theory of evolution really falls down. And, and, Car- and Charles Darwin knew that. Uh, and so we'll talk about that as we go along. I want to hear your thoughts, uh, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. And uh, we need some comments from our, our audience here in the in the studio as well. They're mums the word. So yeah. uh, the cat's got their tongue. Um, are we ready for the next statement? Yeah, let's uh, move on. I don't, I, this one I don't understand. I don't understand what, what the connection here is. I think you uh, just wanted he, to sort of name drop. He goes on to say, as my old... Professor Carl Sagan said, when you are in love, you want to tell the world. So once in a while, I get people that really or that claim they don't believe in evolution. And my response generally is, well, why not? Really? Why not? You know, it may tell you a lot that that Bill Nye was influenced by Carl Sagan. He should have dropped that class. I didn't know that. I I didn't know that he was a a disciple of Carl Sagan. Of course, Carl Sagan was a rabid uh, anti-creationist, a very evangelistic atheist in his time. He's dead now, but he was very... He's no longer an atheist. Yeah, he's no longer an atheist, but he was while he was on right. planet Earth. And and uh, I didn't know Bill Nye was influenced by him, but that's he says... Sh- that's a shame. He says, once in a while, I get people that claim they don't believe in evolution. In other words, he tries to imply that it's becoming a very diminished percentage of people right. who, who don't believe in just evolution. Just every now and then a, an, just, ignorant, an ignorant person wanders into Just once in a path. while, yeah, I yeah. come across someone who says they don't believe in evolution. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but before we get to him saying, I want to know why, why don't you believe in evolution? We'll, we'll talk about that. I think that's a loaded question for sure. But uh, I, I found a poll here from Gallup 
Gallup's, this Gallup has been tracking Americans' views on creation and evolution for the past 30 years. In June of this year, it released its latest findings, which showed 46% of Americans believe in creationism, 32% believe in evolution guided by God, and only 15% believed in atheistic evolution. During the 30 years Gallup has conducted the survey, creationism has remained far and away the most popular answer, with 40 to 47% of Americans surveyed saying that they believe in God believe that God created humans in their present form at one point within the past 10,000 years. Wow. So what was the percentage of that? It's always been somewhere between 40 and 47%. This most recent poll found 46% of Americans believing that. All right. Jeff is behind the controls tonight. Jeff, your thoughts? Yes. Uh, the fact is that um, there, we've, uh, I've recently heard a statistic that was thrown out of there which shows that evolutionists are becoming successful in their teaching. And uh, the colleges, um, they said and that people who went to a four-year school were like two, three times more likely not to believe in the Bible once they came out of college. Well, it's scary. It's scary, and and, and the rhetoric is effective as uh, – you know, you can ridicule people enough, and it begins to work, and that's what uh, appears to be Bill Nye's tactic. Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Questions at collegeu.com. We'll take a break and get this week's bullet point. Is it going to be a long bullet point, or are we going to get some time back here? It's a little longer. That's a long one. Wow, you're feeling good tonight. Okay. All right, uh, we'll go to that, and then we'll get your thoughts on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Are you listening? There's going to be a test on this stuff. Stay tuned. The virtual Bible study will be right back after this. Do you remember when no one would have thought twice about getting the church involved in daycare centers, kindergarten, softball leagues, and youth camps? Are you upset when churches spend more time and money on social programs and recreational activities than on spreading the gospel? Are you tired of seeing congregations with their emphasis in entirely the wrong areas? We're still preaching the same gospel and still practicing the same things that you remember from years ago. We're committed to the idea of speaking where the Bible speaks and being silent where the Bible is silent. Check us out. Please visit soon at the College View Church of Christ. This is Greg Gwynn with this week's bullet point. Many times Christians feel inadequate in the area of prayer. How should we pray? What should we pray for? These are not new concerns. Jesus' disciples felt the same needs and said to him, Teach us to pray in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Someone has suggested an acrostic to help us remember four things that need to be included in our prayers. The acrostic is ACTS, A-C-T-S. Think of it this way. A stands for adoration. If you were to enter into the presence of a great king or political leader, you wouldn't begin immediately with your demands and requests. You would spend some time showing your respect for the man in his office. Similarly, you should not come before God without showing reverence and awe. Take time to praise and honor him. C stands for confession. There's not much sense in proceeding with our prayer until we humbly and openly confess our sins. The word confess comes from a root word which suggests the idea of agreeing together with. God knows everything about us. We can't hide anything from him, Hebrews 4, verse 13. We should agree together with him that we have sinned and need his forgiveness, Matthew 6, verse 12. T stands for thanksgiving. Think how you would react if someone you had recently helped came to you without expressing any thanks or appreciation and began making more demands and requests. You wouldn't like that, would you? Surely we need to express our gratitude to God. James 1:17 says every good gift and every perfect gift is from him. We should especially thank God for the spiritual blessings we have in Christ, Ephesians 1, verse 3. And finally, S stands for supplication. This word means to ask for earnestly and humbly. This part of prayer is usually no problem. 
We know how to ask for things. But make certain that you're asking for the right things and that your emphasis is on things that will help you become more like he wants you to be. Don't ask exclusively for yourself. Think of others and their needs. Put these first. And so perhaps the acrostic acts, A-C-T-S, standing for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, will help you to remember the four important areas that need to be included in prayer. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. Use your internet connection for something good. Listen to the virtual Bible study every week. Now, back to the program. We're back on the program tonight, and that was a long bullet point, but it was a good one. I appreciate you putting that together, and uh, we appreciate those every week, and we appreciate you for being a part of the program tonight. Uh, The way you participate is 877-381-4567. We will remind you this program is brought to you by the College of Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com. Better yet, if you're in the Columbia, Tennessee area, come and worship with us at any time, Sunday mornings at 9.30, 10.30 for worship, 6 o'clock p.m. Sunday evening and 7 p.m. on Sunday or Wednesday night. You'd be welcome at any of these services. As we talk about Bill Nye, the, well, he used to be a scientific guy. I don't think he is anymore based upon these comments. Maybe he's losing it. Pretty unscientific. Maybe he is. Yeah. Uh, he said when he runs into somebody who doesn't believe in evolution, he just asks them, well, why not? Really, why not? <laughs> I, I think yeah, I, are you crazy? I, I, I want to go through my explanation real quick. If I okay. had a chance to, if he'd asked me that question, I would tell him. Why don't you believe in evolution? I mean, why? Why not? Well, first of all, because there's no evidence in the fossil history of the Earth. Okay, that's a good now, place if, to start. If evolution happened, we'd expect to see it documented in the fossils. Yes. One thing changing into something else. There are no such transitional forms in the yes. fossil record. Even paleontologists, those who study, that's their study, fossils, yes. admit there are no transitional forms. They would expect to find them. They don't find them. So and no, and no, the idea of a missing link, link is a misleading misnomer because there would not be just a single missing link. There would yeah. be all these transitional phases, 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 as you mentioned. Yeah, Jim in the chat room mentions a basic problem with evolution is that you need, if, if you're going to change one species to another, when that happens, you need two of that species to change in, for, in order for the next generation to be created. If we're to believe the concept of evolution, we must believe in asexual reproduction. I think he's right. In other words, think about it. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna change uh, we're gonna change something from a uh, a lizard a into a bird. They say yeah. the birds came from the lizard family. Okay, so lizard was but, a bird, but, and so we're gonna get this lizard, and he's gonna turn into a bird. But we got to have a male and a female of those evolving simultaneously to make jump, yeah. uh, in order to keep that process going. Yeah, that's what Jim's talking about. And that's too. a long period of time. And, and during slow that time, changes. And during that time, you would expect that fossils would be left behind documenting how that gradual change was taking place as the lizard evolved into a bird. Well, he didn't do that overnight. Yeah. He did that over, according to the evolutionists, yeah. over eons of time, over yeah. millennia. Yeah. So there'd be plenty of opportunities for for the dead of that process to fossilize, and we'd dig them up, we'd find them. There'd be, and there would be these missing links all over. You couldn't, your your kid couldn't go out in the backyard and dig a hole without yeah. coming across a missing link if this happened the way the evolutionists said. Here's what Charles Darwin said about that. Okay. He said, intermediate links? Geology assuredly does not reveal any such finely graduated organic change, and this is perhaps the most obvious and serious objection that can be urged against the theory of evolution. There you go. David, Charles Darwin knows he had a problem. David Kitts, Ph.D. in zoology, 
himself, an evolutionist, said, despite the bright promise that paleontology or the study of fossils provides a means of seeing evolution, it has presented some nasty difficulties for evolutionists, the most notorious of which is the presence of gaps in the fossil record. Evolution requires intermediate forms between species, and paleontology does not provide them. So... uh, you don't see it. You, we can multiply those kind of quotes. So no, one, nothing in the fossils. One reason I don't believe in evolution: that fossils do not show it. Secondly, I would argue that the basic laws of science itself deny evolution. The first law of thermodynamics, which is sometimes called the law of energy conservation, huh? uh, this I think plainly the second law of thermodynamics, which is called the law of entropy. Everything is running down. And mm-hmm. in, in Bob's email earlier, he talked about a new car. That's rusting away. Mm-hmm. In the physical universe, things do not become more complex on their own. They get mixed up. They, they become more disordered. Right. Everything goes... goes. In the universe, what you would expect is that all the heat sources in the universe are giving up their heat mm-hmm. to the cold places in the universe, and ultimately the whole universe would be at a uniform temperature. Equilibrium. All cold. Yeah. Uh, that's the, that's the second law of thermodynamics. That's that's a well-known, that perhaps the most accepted law. Of, law. You said two, you had two laws here versus First theories. and second law of, of thermodynamics. Every scientist believes in the first and second law of thermodynamics. And evolution, both of those laws would have to be violated for evolution to have occurred. Okay. But, but here's an obvious one, the law of biogenesis. Yes. Law of biogenesis says life comes from life mm-hmm. and living things produce after their own kind. Right. That's a given. Right. Every biologist believes in the law of biogenesis. But think about evolution. At some point in the past, you have to believe that life came from non-living matter. And then you have to believe that millions, billions of times throughout the course of evolutionary history, things didn't produce after their own kind. They produced different than their own kind. Yeah. Evolution okay. plainly denies the law of biogenesis. Bill Nye, if uh, evolution is such a fact, why don't you go to a, a laboratory? You can do whatever. You can make whatever scenario you want, whatever si- situation, whatever mix of soup you want, and create life from non-life. If you will do that, then we'll be a lot closer to accepting this theory. But the fact of the matter is you can't do it. You can't do it in a laboratory with all the latest technology and the environment. Any You can manipulate the environment any way you want, and yet we're told that to believe that this happened by chance. It just doesn't happen, and the theory cannot be proved. Then uh, what I think is a real strong argument against evolution is age of the earth, age of the universe. I believe that that there's scientific reason. The Bible's plain on this. We're we're talking about some scientific proofs. The Bible's plain that the earth is young. God created the physical universe in six literal 24-hour days, recorded in Genesis 1, and if you take the chronology of the Bible, that could not have been more than 10,000 years ago. The yeah. earth is young. The universe is young. And it has to. And yeah. it, it cannot yeah. be young if, if Bill Nye is going to be reason, The reason we know that the earth is young, several reasons, depletion of the earth's magnetic field. Right. If you, We know how fast the magnetic field of the earth is depleting. Therefore, we could calculate backwards. 10,000 years ago, anything more than 10,000 years ago, the magnetic forces in the in the center of the earth would have been so great it would have disintegrated the planet okay we know that the sun is shrinking uh scientists have been able to measure how this how the sun is getting smaller mm-hmm. obviously it's a burning mass out there in space right as it burns it gets smaller they've been able to measure the rate of, of how the size is decreasing so again calculate backwards and just just not that many years ago a hundred thousand years ago for instance 
the sun would have been twice as big as it is today. Ooh, it would have been a hot summer, wouldn't it? It would have been an impossible summer. Yeah. Earth couldn't have existed. Just 100,000 years ago, the sun would have been so big that life would have been impossible on planet Earth. 100,000 years ago, that's not even scratching the surface of what... 20 million years ago... That's still not scratching the surface. No, but 20 million years ago, which is like current events to an evolution. Right. 20 million years ago, the sun would have been so large that it would have encapsulated... The, the orbit of the Earth. In other words, the orbit of the Earth would have been within the diameter of the sun. That wouldn't have been million, Earth. <laughs> that wouldn't have been there 20 million years yeah. ago. Uh, the, plenty more reasons but uh, uh, that, that prove that the Earth and universe are young. So if Bill Nye asked me, why don't you really don't believe in evolution? Are you kidding me? Why not? I'd give him a bunch of scientific revenue. In other words, what he would expect me to do is go to the Bible and say, because the Bible says so. Well, I believe that because the Bible says so. I believe that God created yes. it just like he said. But there's all kinds of scientific evidence that proves that evolution couldn't be true. All right, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff has raised his hand. It's about, his arm's about to fall off. He's been raising his hand so much. Jeff. Well, I have to add one to this. Um, they've actually changed how they measure time, um, especially in the bones. They used to use what we call carbon dating. Mm-hmm. And now they've changed it to where they measure like isotopes. So they've changed the way they measure how old something is. And the fact is that the other one didn't work and was starting to show that the Bible was right, so they had to find something else to disprove. Well, all, all of that, both carbon dating and what you're referring to as various isotopes that they use to date things, all have to do with radioactivity. And it's, it's a very flawed methodology because it is based upon huge assumptions about the original levels of radioactivity, carbon-14 or, or uh, potassium, argon, or any of the other isotopes that they try to measure. They have to assume what the level was initially, and now they measure it now and say, well, it's this old because it's it's the radioactivity is depleted to this level. Right. I mean, there's no way that they knew what it was to no, start. No, they're assuming it's a closed system. And they well. assume it's not been influenced by right. external sources. So radioactive dating uh, is, a, is a flawed science. We don't have time to go into great detail about that, but I don't think anybody should have their faith shaken, as Jeff mentioned, by any of these sort of radioactive isotopes that they claim can date something as being millions of years old. All right. Uh, real quickly, we got to take another break here in a minute. But let's. Uh, so again, I think we got plenty of reasons why we don't believe in evolution. That that was comment three. We Jim had. in the chat room, and we're going to miss some of these comments. Jim said also, how and why did the change happen? If a lizard has to change into a bird, why? What would in, uh, instigate that process in order for the change to take place? And how did the lizard know what changes to make in order to become another species? Uh, just uh, lots right. of problems right with on. theory. Chris in Atlanta says, I do not believe in macroevolution because I see no evidence. I see mountains of evidence that prove the Bible is the word of God, so I believe the creator of everything teaches rather than what, what the creator teaches rather than what man may teach. I see scientific evidence for creation and a young earth. And Jim in uh, Kentucky, who's in the chat room, in his email says, his old professor Carl Sagan explains it all. Sagan was an atheist, and obviously poor old Nye is as well. So he thinks that people only claim to deny evolution. Is that his way of saying that folks only say they believe in creationism until someone explains evolution and then they change their mind? This is another ploy of the evolutionist or atheist to say that people who believe in creation are either very dumb or have just never had evolution explained to them. Who says that the world is fantastically complicated just because I believe in a creator who made the world? It seems rather fantastically complicated to believe the complexity of life just happened and that all the species of the earth accidentally came into existence it is absolutely unbelievable what's more complicated to say there's an almighty creator 
who could create all yeah. this yeah. diversity of life, or to say, by some mechanism that we don't know and can't duplicate, all this life came into yeah. existence. Which is more complicated? Yeah. Right. I tell you, I feel like our answer is a lot less complicated yeah. Yeah, because so, it's actually believable, whereas the other has been proven not to be so. Yeah, the the, uh, the idea of evolution being true is uh, someone has explained it, uh, Dad, and not not us, but someone has explained it being similar to a, a tornado going through a lumber yard and building a neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, that's what the evolutionists are saying, that there was just this blob of mass, and all of a sudden it became what we see today. It's just unbelievable that they would ridicule us. For having a fantastically complicated. Yeah, he, he said world. your world. This is comment four in our notes. Uh, Bill Nye said your world just becomes fantastically complicated when you don't believe in evolution. I mean, here are these ancient dinosaur bones or fossils. Man, he should not have brought. That's that's our argument, that's not right. his. That's right. Uh, you got these dinosaur bones and fossils. Here's radioactivity. Well, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> if the Earth and the universe is as old as they say, why do we still have radioactivity? Yeah, it should all be gone. It all should all be gone. In fact, if the universe is as old as it is, and we got the level of radioactivity we got now, and we know the half-life of you, Jeff mentioned these isotopes. We know the half-life of these isotopes. We could calculate backwards. If you get back as far as they say, it's exponential. We'd have such radioactivity that life would be impossible. Yes. So he he mentions two things there that he needs to stay away from. Fossils and radioactivity, they both argue against an old universe and evolution. And they're distant stars that are just like our star, but they're at a different point in their life cycle. What do you say about that? Well, I think maybe the strongest argument that people who believe in an old universe can make is the question of stars and starlight. In other words, here we've got a star, and they're telling us, and, uh, and I, I think there may be some discrepancy in the way they measure these distances, but we know that some of these stars well, are incredibly far away. Let's say he's... You know, we've got to start 20 million light years from Earth. So in other words, it takes, when light starts out from that star, it takes it 20 million years traveling at the speed of light to get here. So if the, if the star was a light bulb and somebody turned on the switch, you wouldn't see the light bulb come on for, for 20, 20 million, million years. years. Right. Okay. So the question is, if the universe is young, like we said, 10,000 years or less, mm -hmm. how are we seeing that light from that distant star? It hadn't had time to get here yet. Right. And I think that that's a, I think that's potentially the strongest argument that they can offer against for an universe. old Earth, not for evolution, just for an old Earth, for an old universe. Yeah, my answer to that is in Genesis one. What's the first thing God created in Genesis one? Light. Let there be light. Day one. When did He create the sun, moon, and stars? Day, three, Day four. four. Day four. God created light without a light source. Mm -hmm. So I believe that our answer is a legitimate answer is. That the reason we see those distant stars is because God not only created the star, but he created the light that links us to that star. We can see it because God put the light there by his divine creation. And did I? Okay, there you go. All right. All right, we need to take our last break, and then we'll try to get these last couple comments. All right, so don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study continues right after this. You won't want to miss what we talk about next. The discussion continues right after these important messages. We're tracking the trends on the virtual Bible study. According to a poll conducted by Self Magazine, more than 30% of women ages 26 through 50 have flirted with a stranger online, that happening while they were in a relationship with someone else. 40% of women said that they were more likely to be very explicit or flirtatious when texting or online than they would be in real life. That information is via Mike Benson's knee mail. 
The Word of God says in Psalm 24, verses 4 through 5, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Hello, I'm Nick Law from Jennings, Florida. I love to listen to the virtual Bible study and hear God's Word taught every Thursday night. Use your Internet connection for something good. Listen to the virtual Bible study every week. Now, back to the program. We're back on the program tonight, and we thank you for joining us. Nick, that was you saying you like love to listen to the program. You can talk on the program tonight, but you're not doing that. You're awful quiet. I'm listening tonight. Okay. <laughs> Nick had an early morning coming from Florida, so he's uh, he's good to be here tonight and setting up in a chair, so I'd let alone making comments. But we're glad that you're here, Nick. All Thanks. right, we we got two or three more comments from Bill Nye, this video that he put out. We want to try to cover them. We just got a few minutes left from the virtual Bible study. He says next, the idea of deep time with this billions of years explains so much of the world around us. If you try to ignore that, your worldview just becomes crazy, just untenable, itself inconsistent. Well, actually, that's not true. Because as take one thing that we were just saying a minute ago, Jacob, about the, the size of the sun and the relationship of the earth to the sun. It's been pointed out by scientists for years that the earth is at a very critical distance from the sun. If it was closer to the sun, it'd be too hot. All the water, for instance, would vaporize. We'd have no liquid water. and It'd be too hot for life to exist. But if it was just a little bit farther away, it'd be too cold. All the water would freeze. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have any liquid water, and life wouldn't be able to exist because it'd be too cold. The earth is in a very narrow band of yeah. distance that allows us to have life as we know it on planet Earth. Yeah. Now, that that relationship can't... It hasn't. If if the universe is billions of years old, and the sun used to be much larger, think of a much larger sun. Yeah. Well, if the sun was much larger and it had a lot greater mass, what would it do to the planet Earth? Right. The gravity of the bigger sun would draw the Earth Ooh. in closer. Right. Right. Yep. So actually, the Earth is as the sun shrinks, as it burns itself up, the Earth is moving farther away. The gravitational Oh. The gravitational pull of the sun is less, and therefore the Earth's orbit gets bigger. Uh-huh. Now, that would happen over billions of years. It hasn't happened over 10,000. It hasn't happened significantly to cause any problem over 10,000 years. But you talk about 10 billion years, now you've got a huge problem. The sun's getting smaller, you're getting far away. That's a compounding problem. Just, just not that long ago, the sun would have been so big... And the earth would have been drawn in so close that life would have been impossible. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, he says you've got this, this idea of deep time, billions of years. And that explains so much. No, it doesn't explain. It causes you huge problems is what yeah, it does. that's right, Bill. It causes you huge problems with your theory. And he says if you ignore that, your worldview becomes crazy. No, his worldview is crazy. Untenable. Untenable means not defensible not explainable his view is that and inconsistent we already said the theory of evolution contradicts so many known laws of science chris says my worldview is not crazy and untenable i do not believe the earth is billions of years old and i have seen scientific evidence outside the bible that would support this thank you for that chris uh, let's see. And in the uh, chat room, Jim says, Paul was not afraid to confront the ancient educated Greeks on Mars Hill in Acts 17. When he began his speech by saying in verse 24, God that made the world and all things therein, Paul was not afraid to confront any possible idea of evolution to the academics of his day. 
And uh, Tim uh, in the chat room says, with a Big Bang, the expansion of the universe would be slowing down as it expands away from the point of singularity, but it is accelerating inexplicably. Good point. Out toward the ends of the universe, or perhaps 10 billion miles past the end of the universe. I guess expanding the universe towards the end of all that space would take us until the end of the time itself to get there, or perhaps 10,000 years past the end of time. Mm -hmm. Okay. There you go. Uh, and he must have put a link there because I see a bunch of asterisks. Yeah, that's uh, right. If you want to put a link there, Tim, don't don't put the dots and dashes in there. Don't put the www dot in there. You told the secret. Uh, I mean, well, the the chat room's going to blank you out if you put a, a, an actual website well, you could, there. Okay. And uh, Jason says you could prove the resurrection to an atheist, but they will not believe the Bible is from God and come to Christ. But they will just say that at some point uh, a naturalist, naturalistic explanation will come to light for the resurrection. They live by faith in naturalism. The it, pot calling the kettle black, he says. And he says their world, their worldview is crazy, untenable, and inconsistent. They can't account for logic, knowledge, reason, morality, and truth. I think it, you know, oh. by the way, what, what was the guy's name that we talked to who was the evolutionist? Uh, Dan Baker, Barker. Dan Barker. Dan Barker, who's a well-known uh, former preacher who's now uh, an atheist. Yes. And as part of that freedom from religion yes. organization, uh -huh. we ask him the question about if we evolved, if human beings are evolved creatures, where did morality come from? Where did the idea that we should care for our sick and infirm come from? If we're just evolutionary products, then we should not be caring for our sick and infirm. We should, we should kill them off kill like them the off animals. And maybe eat them. Like the, yeah, uh, where did where did it come to, to play that we we take care of those who are weak and sick? Right. Where did these kind of concepts? They would have never evolved naturally because they serve no purpose right. in evolution. Right. He couldn't answer. Yeah. All right. Real quick, uh, moving on with Bill Nye's statement. He says. This is number six. He says, I say to the grown-ups, if you want to deny evolution, live in your world, in your world that's completely inconsistent with everything we observe in the universe. That's a, see, see, I, how, that see is, how prejudiced that he's is? He's just making statements without any proof. He says, our world is inconsistent with everything. No, actually what we believe lines up with what we see. What he believes is inconsistent with what we observe in Be the universe. Be consistent, Bill. Go to the laboratory and prove this. If it's so consistent, you can go to the or, laboratory and do it every day of the week, all day or long. He, he says everything we observe in the universe. He's never observed evolution. Not a chance. He says what what we believe, creationists, is inconsistent with everything we observe in the universe. No. Our view is consistent with what we observe. His is the one. His view is the one that's inconsistent with what we deserve. He says, if you want to believe that, then he says, that's fine. But don't make your kids do it because we need them. We need scientifically literate voters and taxpayers for the future. We need people that can. We, we need engineers that can build stuff and solve problems. Jacob, you're an engineer. Is, it, has your belief in creation hindered you from doing your engineering can't work? Can't solve stuff and build you stuff. Can't, can't build a bridge. Can't design an electric motor. Because we got this crazy creation thing in our it's head. It's just like a weight around your neck. Yeah, and so you're just hamstrung because you're uh, you're all limited by your yeah. view of creation. So you can't do any kind of engineering. You can't solve any problems or build anything. That's crazy. That, isn't that, that you're talking about a a biased, prejudiced statement? I mean, I don't think you could. And he gets away with it. Uh, Jeff, you you raised your hand. Yes, I was going to point out about the history part of it. Um, people brought up about the Creek cultures and the different cultures. Every ancient civilization has their version of creation. Yeah. They don't believe that something came from nothing. It was created by something, whether it was the God we're talking about 
or one of their gods that they worship. Okay, exactly right. Uh, Jim says, once again, it seems that his comments are really designed to take pot shots at those who deny evolution. I surely do not live in a world that is completely inconsistent with everything I observe. It is exactly that consistency in all life that demands a divine designer to make everything fit. And because we can see that there's a design and that everything can fit, I think that makes people more capable of being designers and engineers. Who would make a better better engineer? A person who thinks that everything came into existence perfectly by accident or one who believes that the world and all things came into existence by design? All right. I think that's a good question. Okay. And Chris in Georgia says, I absolutely agree that we need scientifically literate voters and taxpayers. I do not think that a belief in young earth creationism is illiterate or unscientific. I attended the University of Georgia. We're sorry about that, Chris. And we had a well-known and respected scientist in the biology department. He was a creationist, and many held, uh, held many lectures on the campus explaining his view. I did a quick Google search and found a large list of scientists that believe in creationism. They were doctors of the, in the fields of geology, chemistry, and physics, just to name a few. And biology. I did the same thing today, Chris, and it, there, are, there are PhDs in biology that believe in creation, too. All right. Finally, real quick, and we're almost out of time. Last thing he said, it's really a hard thing. It's really hard. You know, in another couple centuries, that worldview, talking about ours, believing yeah. creation, I'm sure it will. It just won't exist. There's no evidence yeah. Yeah. for it. Yeah, okay. Jim well, that's says, just the last little shot there for Bill to make us look like we're just ignorant goobs. I, I think there's no evidence for evolution. We've proved that, and we stated it in various ways. There's a mountain of evidence against evolution. Uh, and yet he still believes in it. Just, see, Jim says the perfect comment. For, this is a perfect comment from an evolutionist. Given enough time, long periods of time, things will change. And he laughs. He says creation has been taught since Moses was given uh, was given the world on, since Moses was given the word on Mount Sinai by God. That's roughly five thousand years ago. He thinks that in a couple of centuries, no one will believe in the Bible. God promises that his word will last forever, and I believe God. All right. And Chris in Georgia says, I disagree that there's no evidence for my worldview. As far as my particular worldview disappearing in a couple of centuries, I really doubt it. It has been around for 6,000 or so years, and as long as God allows this world to continue, his word will still be available to anyone who seeks him. Thank you, Chris, for those comments and for participating tonight. Yeah, exactly right. All right. Uh, and Jason in the chat room makes a good point, I think. We need scientifically literate scientists. Yeah. And Bill Nye apparently is not one. Yeah. I'm really disappointed. I thought I always thought Bill Nye was a cool guy. You yeah. know? Bill Nye the science guy. Man, he, he's 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 as oh, in in this video at least, he's as rabidly atheistic as his mentor Carl Sagan was. It's a shame. It's a real shame. And he just makes this outrageous uh, statements that are not uh reasonable or and rational. Uh just a shame that uh that anyone would, would take that view. Hey, Jacob, real quick, uh, we got just a minute. Let me add one other thing in here. Sometimes people ask, if the earth is young like you say it is young, okay. how come it looks old? Okay. In other words, we, there's some things about the earth that look old. For instance, we got coal yeah. and oil down, you know, buried in the earth. And we're told that that came about by natural processes over a long period of time. Living plants and organic material got got buried and compressed and decomposed into and made coal and oil and gas. But that takes a long time. It takes longer than 10,000 years, they might say. I don't know that it does, but they might say that That's it does. That's what they would say. So how, how does the earth look old? It looks old. Uh, uh, I think the answer to that is that the process, the natural processes on the earth are a lot faster than what, what are. 
people typically assume that they are. But I would also argue that I believe that God made our planet a mature environment from the start. And I don't think there's any trick to that. I don't think he was trying to deceive us. For instance, how old did Adam look 10 seconds after God made him? Well, he looked like a full-grown man. Because the first thing God told him to do was be fruitful and multiply. So we know he wasn't hiding it from us. He created Adam as a fully developed human being. Right. I believe he created our planet fully developed. And so there's there's an appearance of age because God created it full and mature. And and God may very well have put the coal and oil and gas in its place so we could discover it later and use it to our advantage. Or I think Noah's flood explains a lot of that. I think a lot of those kind of geological uh, phenomenon are credited to the worldwide flood in the days of Noah. That's another study. But there would have to be natural processes that take time to develop that were already developed and functioning when God created the world or else it wouldn't work. Right. And so, you're right, there would have to be some age built in. when Jason built- in the chat room mentions a flood could have made all that stuff in a matter of hours or days. And I think that's right. I think the flood, I think Noah's flood is, uh, we, we, none of us, probably even those who believe in the flood, can fully comprehend or understand what that flood did. It it totally changed the the earth and and the environment of the earth. Tim in the chat room has a good uh, thought for us to conclude with. He says, "My God confounds the wise. Axe heads float, seas part, and folks walk through the middle on dry ground. Jesus walks on water and stills the stormy seas. Philip was is suddenly found at Azotus, and before Abraham was, Jesus said, I am. So, so we believe in an almighty, powerful God who can do things that are not limited." in yes. time and space and natural law that we experience. All right. Good discussion, I Dad. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Jacob. And thank you for being behind the controls, Jeff. And uh, Nick, thanks for being here, I, I guess. So we, <laughs> it was nice to we have didn't, you. We didn't get him to comment. No, uh, but thank you It was for good being, being with you. Thank enjoyed you. The and enjoyed being with you. We appreciate you for being on the other end of the line tonight and hope you benefited from our study and discussion of God's Word. We hope you'll make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life Study his inspired word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.